0: You're now listening to
1: the Pentecostal Church Audio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Our message today was preached by our lead pastor, Pastor Jeff Laird. Have a listen. How about now? There we go. Sorry. Our back projector just went out, so my good wife left me her phone so that I can see what time it is. Thank you, honey. The whole congregation thanks you. Then <laughs> they're clapping too. Eh? They're clapping. Good job, good job, yeah. I, I shall keep it hidden under my Bible. No, I, I won't. Um, the gift of joy. The gift of joy. We've been in this series about the fruit of the Spirit connected to the things and themes of Advent, and uh, today we're going to, wrap it up with joy. I want to put up for me Galatians chapter 5, and we'll get right into it today. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Oh yeah, I and I, I can't see it now, can I? Yeah, here it is. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Look at Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 11. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. A couple more. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. And 2 Corinthians 4, uh, verse 16 to 18 says, That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see, come on, will last Forever. He's given us the gift of joy. I was reading this story about a guy who was walking down the road, an old dirt country road, carrying this heavy load on his back. And a farmer was pulling a wagon down the road and he pulled over and he said, Would you like a ride? And the guy said, Yeah, that'd be great. So he hopped on the back of his wagon and away he went. And after a while, the farmer looked back and he saw the guy sitting there still with the heavy load on his back. And he said, Hey, why are you still carrying the heavy load? And he said, look, he said, I I can't expect you to offer me a ride and carry my load too. And as ridiculous as that is, we do it all the time. We have trusted God enough, believers. We have hopped on the wagon of salvation. We are on the wagon. We are on his team. But some of us still carry our heavy packs. We still carry our heavy burdens. And when we carry these burdens alone, it wears us out, it wears us down. It steals our joy. And we have this treasure, Paul says in Corinthians, that cannot be taken away. It is this light in us. And so it it, it is something that the world doesn't have. And as we said, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. And so if it's joy from God that I have, joy should be my natural response. Even in the Old Testament, the Psalms, Psalm 31, 7, he said this, I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles and you care about the anguish of my soul. You have not handed me over to my enemies, but you have set me in a safe place." Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10. I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God. Come on, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding or a bride with her jewels. He is the joy giver. He is the one. It would be great, I get. It would be really great. It would be awesome to be able to get up every day, wouldn't it, without a care in the world. It would be awesome to be able to do that, but the reality is something different. We face problems, we face struggles, we face all kinds of trials, and at times in our lives, it's tough to stay joyful, and you know exactly what I mean. Maybe you're going through a moment like that right now. The Bible mentions joy or rejoicing 330 times. Did you know that? 330 times. It's a fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, right? So it should be something that should be naturally growing in our lives. But some people have a hard time being joyful. Have you ever met those people? Well, you're about to meet somebody today. Just watch this, I think it's self-explanatory.
0: Attention, attention, passengers of a flight, Air Giordano flight number G-522, flying to Toronto. Oh, I am so very sorry to, uh, to make this announcement, but you see, The flight, G522, has been delayed. Now we will make another announcement. If anything changes, again, the passengers of Air Giordano, flight G522 to Toronto has been delayed. This message comes to you from Air Giordano, where it's always wings up.
2: Excuse me, did you just say this flight was delayed? It can't be delayed. I have a caterer coming in the morning to serve Christmas dinner for 30 people. When are we leaving?
0: Oh, uh, yes, I'm so, so very sorry, ma'am. But uh, you see, in Toronto, they are expecting a very big storm. How big? It's super big. It's a very big. It's a catastrophe. So we, we cannot fly.
2: No, 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 I don't think you understand. I need this flight to leave on time. I needed to leave on time. Uh, it, it, it can't be delayed.
0: Ma'am, I am so very sorry. There's nothing we can do. It's too uh, dangerous. So please, Just ma'am, take a seat.
2: Ma'am? Do I look like a ma'am to you? <laughs> Kindly take a seat? Si- this service is horrible. I demand to speak to your manager immediately.
0: Of, a, of a course. Uh. Uh, Yes, ma'am, I am uh, the manager of Air Giordano. How can I uh, help uh, you, uh, miss, uh, miss?
2: I would like to file a complaint.
0: And uh, your name, uh, please?
2: I bought a ticket, and on it it says, we leave at 5 p.m. I expect to leave at 5 p.m.
0: Oh, ah, yes, I'm so very sorry, ma'am. But uh, like I said, there's a big uh, storm in Toronto. We cannot uh, fly. Uh, What is your name, please?
2: It's Miss McGillicuddy.
0: Okay, uh, Mrs. Uh what are we gonna do is, uh, you give me your passport, uh, and uh, I'm gonna fill out uh, this complaint form for you, and uh, we see if we can offer you some uh, compensation.
2: Oh. Um.
0: Uh, yes, uh, now how do you spell uh, your name, please, uh, Mrs. Amagelakati?
2: What? It's Miss, it's Miss McGillicuddy. It's exactly how it sounds. M-C-G-I-L-L-I-C-U-T-T-Y. McGillicuddy.
0: Okay. Uh, and uh, your passport, please? Uh,
2: I... Oh, gosh, where are you? I, I know I had you when I went through... Oh, I gave it to you. You have it.
0: Ah, uh, uh, no, ma'am. Uh, you did not give me your passport. And uh, I do need to tell you, Mrs. Magillacati, that uh, no passport, no fly. (laughs) And uh, even more than that, uh, if uh, you don't have uh, your passport, you cannot fly. But we need to take uh, your bag out of the plane and give it back to you.
2: What bag? You lost my bag on the way in.
0: Oh, I'm so very sorry for that. So we have a baggage claim form.
2: I filled this form out already when I landed. I have to fill it out again? This is ridiculous!
0: Oh, I'm so very sorry. Uh, let me just make sure that we have all your information. Uh, now, what was your name, please?
1: more acts are coming. Act one. Joy, sometimes hard to keep in the ups and downs of life. What is joy? If you see in your outline, if you got a bulletin today, I wrote down a few things that I think joy is. First, I think it's important to remember that joy originates with God. It's it's important, I think. Joy is something that is, I think we all get that it's something deeper than happiness. It's something stronger than happiness. It's something that lasts forever. It's a gift that he wants to give to us. He wants to grow this fruit in our lives. Do you know that a joyful person tends to be a hopeful person? And a hopeful person tends to be a joyful person? Those two are connected together as we've been going through these fruits and this, this one is, is a, a, a very powerful one to get. Knowing, knowing God and having his love is supposed to be a great source of joy in our lives. Somebody said amen. If we have him, we're supposed to be happy about it. And you look really happy today. Look at Psalm 126. It says this. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but come on but they sing as they return with the harvest. There's a harvest coming, people, and you may go out weeping, but you're going to come back with joy. Those who plant in tears are going to harvest with shouts of joy. For the kingdom, Jesus says, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, right? In the Holy Spirit. Joy is this huge part of who God is. It's this huge part of what awaits those who have God in their lives. Joy is God. God is joy. It starts with Him. It's everlasting joy. He's the one that said, it's good news of great joy. Why? Because I've sent a Savior into the world. And now you'll be able to experience my joy. It is yours. It starts with God. Joy rises above circumstances. Joy is this quality that, It transcends the events of our lives. It's it's not shaken by circumstances like happiness is. Joy, it, it exists no matter what. Look at this verse we already read, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. See, it happiness is, look, if we get a new car, I'm happy. We could use one, just saying, you know. I'm not getting one for Christmas, though, I'm assuming. No. Uh, Like, you know, if you get a new job, you're happy. You You get something good that happens in your life. It's happy. You know, you're happy. But then what happens? The new job gets terminated. You're not happy. The new car breaks down. You're not happy. You know, joy doesn't come and go like that. It rises above circumstances. C.S. Lewis actually said, don't let your life or don't let your joy depend on something that you can lose. But let it depend on God who will never, never pass away. And and he's bang on. Joy is also a command, by the way. Look at Philippians 4.4. It says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. So it's a command. So all of the people that walk around saying, I'm melancholy by personality, so I don't have to display joy. It's okay for you because like you're an up person, but I'm not like an up person. Everybody displays joy. It's not happiness. Joy is something different and more profound and deeper, but you have to have it. Jesus wants you to have it. It's a command. He wants it to be growing in your life. That's why it's a part of the fruit of the spirit that he gave when he gives us the Holy Spirit, joy is injected into our soul and it should be growing and getting stronger as the days go on. It's a, it's a command. And yes, I get it that it's hard to maintain when we get bad things happen and we get medical things that go wrong. We we hear doom and gloom all the time. We're surrounded by political corruption and rape and murder and drugs and violence. We, we can look out and we can see all kinds of dark clouds, but it's still God's desire that we have joy. In fact, it's even more important that a believer has joy because you're to stand out and let that light that's in you shine, right? You're that fragile clay jar, but the light that in is, that is in you is so powerful, it needs, to let, it needs to be let out so people can see it, right? A joyless Christian, by the way, it's like an oxymoron. You know what an oxymoron is? You know, like giant shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good oxymoron. <laughs> joyless Christian doesn't go together. There's something weird about that. It doesn't fit. Look at what Nehemiah said in Nehemiah chapter 8 when they were building the wall and they were getting ready to party. And Nehemiah continued, he said to the people, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. God's joy brings strength into our lives. It sets us apart from people that don't have it. it it's, it's different. It's, it makes us different. He wants us to be joyful. It's a command. Also, I wrote down joy is a choice. It's a choice. I read Chuck Swindoll, and he said, he said joy is a positive attitude that we need to choose to express, and he's bang on. See, joy comes from our confidence in God. That he's at work, he's in control, I'm in the palm of his hand, everything is going to be okay, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I know that he's got me. I know that I'm a child of God, and I know that he can work this out for good in my life. It doesn't mean that we walk around with a fake smile, trying to pretend when when we're really hurting, it means that we have this deep confidence in God and in his love that even in moments of darkness and trial, when we are hurting, when we are upset, when we are unsure and uncertain, our house is built on the rock of Jesus Christ. Amen? We can say The wind can blow. I don't know which way. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to go on with me. But I know this. He loves me and I'm a child of God and he knows how to look after his own. That is joy in the midst of something that's not joyful. It's a choice, right? Listen, the world didn't give it to us. The world didn't give it to us. And the world shouldn't be allowed to take it away. It's from God, and it's ours, child of God. It's yours, right? It's it's an indicator as well. It's an indicator of a strong, mature believer. Somebody who has joy, somebody who knows the Lord and has joy planted deep in their heart, they act different, they talk different. Here's a big one, they react different. They react different to problems. We encourage people. We build people up. We don't allow negative thoughts to dominate our mind. And, and listen, this isn't just some, some little pop psychology, uh, psychological ploy that we try to pretend. It's, it's this confidence in God that God knows what he's doing, that he's going to work out some good, even, the, even through the bad that I'm going through. I'm trusting him with it. Paul says, we're hard-pressed, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are never abandoned. We are knocked down, but we are not destroyed. So don't look at what you're going through, but celebrate the one who is going to take you through. Come on. That's the attitude, and it's an indicator I see people that come to church for years and years and years, and the slightest thing happens in their life, and they fall apart like sugar in hot water. They just melt. You go, have you not got any, like, all those powerful sermons you heard? Listen, it's an indicator of something that that, that, it, that gives us strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's not our source of happiness. It's our strength when times get tough. We don't melt under pressure. We might be persecuted, but we know we're not abandoned. We might be crushed, right, or perplexed, but we don't go into despair. We have the joy of the Lord, and it is that strength that grounds us, that keeps us moving. It is something that says, Glad I, like I said, we're, we can't focus on what we're going through. We tend to look at the problem all the time. If you look at the problem all the time, guess what happens? The problem just gets bigger and bigger and bigger in your mind. We obsess over the problem. We can't find our way out. We get depressed. We get discouraged. We get anxious. We get worried. Instead of saying, don't look at the problem, look at the God who's going to bring you through the problem. He's bigger. He's better. He's stronger. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Lean into it at those moments when you need that joy. He is the one who gives it to you. Will Mrs. McGillicuddy learn her lesson?
2: M
0: M C A C G. A G. I. I. L. L.
3: Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. I'm so sorry to interrupt. But is there any new news on when the flight may be able to take off? I really need to get home to my family. You
2: are interrupting. I know. I'm terribly,
3: terribly sorry. I just desperately need to get home to my family.
0: No, ma'am, I'm so, so very sorry, uh, but uh, there is no news at this time. But I can assure you, we at the Air Giordano, uh, if anything changes, we're going to make the announcement.
2: Clearly he's busy. Look, Lady. We are all trying to get home to our families. Don't you have any consideration for other people? Don't you think if there was an alternative flight available, I wouldn't be standing here filling out a complaint form? I have a family to get home to, too. I'm terribly sorry. I
3: really am. But my family isn't at home. There was a horrible fire last night, and our house burnt to the ground. I just need to get home and see my family. I just need to know, is there any alternative flights that I can take?
0: Uh, Mrs. Uh, Magellacati, uh, would you mind if I uh, look up uh, flight details for? Uh, sorry, what was your name? Joy. Joy.
2: What? I thought we were filling out my last my lost baggage claim form. I want the things that you lost returned to me as soon as possible. You, that, oh, but
0: that, that's okay. But,
2: oh, that's, you, that, that's, that's but okay. No, Not but it's it
0: such a shame. It's a catastrophe. Uh, was there uh, anything I uh, saved?
3: No, nothing was saved, the house burnt to the ground, but my husband and my children and the pets, they all got out fine. So I'm
2: so thankful that everybody is okay. Great, so everything's fine then. Focus on the form.
0: Oh, yes.
3: That's that's okay, you go ahead and look after Mrs. McGillicuddy. I can wait.
0: Thank you. Uh, Could you describe your bag, please?
2: It's exactly like this one. It's a hardcover Bugatti with a Mm limited-edition brushed mm -hmm, platinum mm -hmm, flake mm -hmm, with paisley lining.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Gray.
3: Hmm. That sounds just like the color of the chandelier that hangs in our dining room. Oh, it used to hang in our dining room.
0: Okay, uh, well, uh, Mrs. Magillacati, I have uh, completed your uh, lost baggage claim form, and I can assure you that uh, I'm going to put it in the, t- 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 the computer, and as soon as uh, we find uh, your bag, we're going to give you a call. Okay, and in, uh, in the, the meantime, might I offer both of you ladies some Air Giordano compensation? We got uh, the panini gratuity. <laughs> You're going to like it. Oh, I'm sorry. Here you go. A panini. Yes, a panini.
2: Lost baggage, A a delayed flight, and all this horrible inconvenience, a panini?
0: If you don't like it, you can get a bambino pizza pie.
3: I love paninis. Thank you so much. I'm starving. It's been such a tough day.
0: You're going to love it. They're the best. They're fantastic. They make it to uh, put the cheese and the spice of the meatball. They put it in the oven. It comes out fresh for you. Okay, it's a fantastic.
2: <laughs> My passport for
1: doubt. It ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. Joy busters. There's things in our lives that seem to steal our joy. I wrote down uh, just a few. There's many, but I, I, I jotted down a few. One is discontentment. I was thinking about meeting people who always seem to have this like spirit of discontentment about them. You know, it's like your life, your marriage, your job, something's not gone the way that you expected or the way that you wanted. And you don't have everything that you think you deserve or you you want you wanted to have. But here's the thing. This spirit of discontentment will always rob you of joy because you're always focused on what you don't have rather than on what you have, right? Look at uh, 1 Timothy 6.6. 6. It says, True godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. There's something... Wonderful and freeing About being happy where you're at. It's not like we don't want to improve ourselves or get that better job or do the better stuff But it's not obsessing about it. You know what I'm saying? It's focusing on uh, Focusing on what you don't have instead of being thankful for what you have Will will always lead you down a bitter road It will always lead you to misery I just wanted to remind everybody that you're sitting in this room today that you're super blessed. Did you know that? You're super blessed. Super blessed. Super blessed. Super blessed. blessed. So be grateful, will you? Look to improve yourself and your situation, but enjoy the ride and be content with where you're at now too. Don't lose that. Longing for what others have or constantly wishing for more will always rob you of the joy that is all around you right now. Why miss out on what you have right now? You know, it's funny, you know, when you have kids, here's a, here's a classic example, and you'll all know. You know, you have a baby and you're thrilled, and then you get to the point where you go, you know, after 7,000 diapers, I'd really be glad when this kid knows how to go on the toilet, right? And then you you know how you, you're always looking for more, you're looking for more, looking for more, and then when it's beyond, you look back and you say, you know what, just enjoy your baby. Come on, just enjoy your toddler. But they drive me, trust me, in a blink of an eye, they'll be 22, borrowing a car and costing you money. Enjoy that child for where they're at right now. There is joy in the journey, so enjoy the process right where you are now. Don't be so discontented and always looking for for that more. Enjoy where you're at. There's there's something there's something beautiful and peaceful about that. Second unresolved conflict. I've never met a person honestly, and this is honest truth. I've been I think now 28 years. Is that right? I'm getting old. But 28 years I've been a pastor and I've never met one person who has joy who is in deep conflict it, 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 with, with, with somebody else is what I mean. Joy like evaporates when we allow conflict to linger with people. You've got to make it right. You've got to forgive. You've got, you've got just to humble yourself. See, anger always will drain your joy. Anger and pride are the God blocker, and humility and gentleness are the, are the open doors to the Spirit of God, right? And so when we have this, this unresolved conflict, this bitterness, this, this hatred, this anger, this pain, it drains our joy. It steals it out of our lives. And I'm just encouraging you today, get it right, get it resolved, before it turns you into a bitter person. And that's what it will do if you let it eat at you long enough. Unresolved conflict will be a joy buster. Third, I just wrote down, just, I simply put sin, just to say that sin and guilt will always kill your joy, always. Uh, they'll keep you distant from God. They will always be that issue that stops you from entering into the joy of the Lord is my strength. Psalm 32, look at what David said. He said, oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven and whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt and whose lives are lived in complete honesty. You see, there's a freedom to that. Oh, of course we're not perfect. We make mistakes and we blow it. Sin and guilt needs to be dealt with in our lives. Always deal with it. If you don't, it becomes thicker. The wall becomes thicker and higher and more difficult. And before too long, you're a person that you don't want to be. And the Spirit of God feels so distant from you. Make things right with the Lord. And live in that freedom and live in the joy that he has for you. Those are a few joy busters. Here's a few joy builders, things that help help build our joy. First is, we have to recognize God as joyful. And it kind of goes back to my first point that joy originates with God. But people don't get sometimes that God is not a tyrant. He's not not the big bad man with the giant hammer ready to drop it on you. He is this beautiful father who rejoices over his children who wants every person to be saved, who wants every person to know him. He wants everybody, not one person, the word says. He doesn't want anyone to be lost, but all to be found, all to come. He said, my mission, why Jesus came at Christmas time was to seek and to save the lost. Guess who the lost are? Me, you, everybody. We're all lost without him. This is why he came to save us. He is joyful. Look at, um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a minor prophet, Zephaniah uh, chapter 3. It says, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears, and he will rejoice over you. Come on. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Does that sound like a tyrant to you? It sounds like somebody who is bubbling over with joy, who wants to pour out goodness into his children's lives. He rejoices over us. Uh, Like, I love that verse when sometimes, not all the time, because I'm a failed person too, but you know when you do something right? Have you ever felt the pleasure of the Lord in your life? Do you know what I'm saying? when you know that you did the right thing with the right motive and you walk away and you you just feel the joy of the Lord. It's like, I just feel like he's rejoicing over you. Good job, son. Good job. Good job, daughter. That's exactly what I wanted you to do. Good job. Good job. I rejoice over you. And he stands and rejoices over us when we do that. I think it's this beautiful picture of God. So recognize God as joyful. He's not a tyrant. It comes from him and he wants us to have it. Also, to to worship and to celebrate God in worship. It's important that as we sing our songs, as the word is preached, as we live our lives, to understand that he delights in us. And he delights in his creation. And as we speak and we come to church and as we speak and as we live our lives, as we we sing the songs and we, 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 we voice the words of his great love and his great power, joy begins to blossom in your heart. Have you found that to be true? Sometimes when you're not feeling that great and you walk into church and the worship leader starts to sing a song and you go, just sing it anyway, you know? you just sing it anyway, do the right thing, and you begin to sing and worship and enter in and and clap and sing and mean the words that you're saying, all of a sudden, something starts to change on the inside. You, You feel better. Am I alone? This is what happens. So it's a joy builder to worship God and to celebrate Him. Look at Psalm 28, verse 7. It says, "'The Lord is my strength and shield. "'I trust Him with all my heart.'" He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. You see, when you walk into the presence of God on a Sunday morning, and the band starts to play, when we walk in with joy heavy in our lives, guess what happens? We burst forth with songs of thanksgiving. That's what the, this keeps falling, I'm going to trip on it, but that's what happens, right? We burst forth. With songs of praise. Because it's like, can't wait to get to church because I got joy building in my life and I'm going to unload it today when when the songs start, you know? Like there's something about that. So also, getting connected to joyful Christians. Not every Christian is joyful. So I'm told. None that go to this church We have to hang out with the right people. We have to spend time with the right people. You can spend time with somebody who needs you in a mentoring and in a giving kind of a way, but you spend all of your days and all of your time with people who are needy, you will be drained quicker than a gas tank with a big hole in it. It will drain you. It will drain you. It is good to pour out, but as you pour out, you have to get poured into, right? You're no good to anybody if you don't have anything left, correct, right? So we have to stay connected to joyful people. Find somebody in your life who builds you up. Find somebody who, after sitting down for an hour at a coffee at Tim Hortons, you walk away feeling better, not worse, Uh uh-huh, right? it helps us to live in community with others. We, 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 we have to help each other. We have to build joy into each other. We have to encourage each other. We have to be the, per, the people who speak blessing and encouragement into our lives. Listen, we get knocked around enough, and we're family, and a family needs to help and support each other. So don't be the, you know, the, the what do they call that, the Debbie Downer, you know? What's the David Downer? I don't know. I just D's. But be somebody who says, "I, you know, what? I just like. Can we just go out for lunch? Like, can I just go out for a coffee with you?" And you go, "How? Why, man? We just went out." Yeah, but I just, you know, like when I spend time with you, I just get so much out of it. Just feel so good when I leave. Like you're you're doing something in the lives of people. And so get connected to joyful people, and be that person yourself. Also, I wrote down sharing your faith. And what I mean by that is, as you share your faith in Jesus, and, the, and, and you talk about him when you get an opportunity with people, you know what happens? <laughs> you, you'll begin to feel his joy. That's, what's, that, that's what happens. Because you begin to share your story. You say, you know what? I was a miserable so-and-so. I was addicted, I was mean, I was nasty. My marriage was falling apart. My kids hated me. I was not a good person. But I met somebody named Jesus. And he's changed my life. My wife says I'm better. My kids say I'm better. My boss says I'm better. I know that I'm better. I'm a different person. I'm transformed. And what he did for me, he can do for you. And when you start talking like that, whoo, you start to feel joy rising up in your heart because you're so thankful for what he's done in you. And you're so wanting to give that to somebody else. It's a powerful joy builder. Use it, use it. The Holy Spirit will remind you of how great it is to have him in your life. And, it, and telling your story, it will benefit you and it will be- benefit anyone who would take the time to listen to your story. Last, be obedient. It's a joy builder. Obedience is a joy builder. God's joy is found through obedience. It it is just constantly through Scripture, constantly. Look at John 15, verse 10. When you obey my commands, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. Look at this now. I have told you these things. Why? Why did you tell us these things? So that you will be filled with with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Say, let me love you, love me, do what I say, follow my commands, serve God with a passion, be an obedient person, and the joy of the Lord will flow into your life. Obedience brings blessing, and part of that blessing is joy. I'm still hopeful for Mrs. McGillicuddy. Let's see if she can turn her act around.
2: Or canceled. Oh, surely the storm can't be that bad. I don't know what you want me to do from here. I'm stuck at this darn airport and oh, and I lost my passport. Well, I don't know. Figure it out. Go to the grocery store. What? Hello? Hello? Oh, for crying out loud, could this get any worse?
3: Dear Heavenly (sighs) Father. Thank you, God, for the blessing of this day. I thank you for this food. Please bless it to my body and help home safely. Amen.
2: Do you always pray before you eat?
3: I always give thanks for all the... Mm-hmm. give thanks for all the blessings that I have and the food
2: that I get to eat. I'm very grateful. Thanks for what? Your house just burnt down. You lost everything. I would die if that happened to me.
3: I didn't lose everything. My house, it's just stuff. But my family got out okay.
0: Just hold it.
2: My family
3: got out okay. My kids are okay. The rest of the stuff is just stuff. It doesn't really matter.
2: I don't understand that you could be so happy at a time like this. Well,
3: I have a very strong faith, and I believe that God takes all things and works them together for the good for those who trust and believe
2: in him. After everything that's happened, you think that everything's going to turn out good? How could they?
3: Well, 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 I can't explain it. I just know I in my heart that everything is going to... God has looked problems. <laughs> God has taken care of me this far. OK Sorry. Oh there we go. go maybe.
1: Remain joyful.
3: <laughs> God has taken care of me this far. He's looked after me since I was young. Why
2: would he stop now? Wow. wow. I wish I had your kind of faith, the kind that brings you so much joy. I've looked through all my things. I can't find my passport. I, they're never going to find my bag. I'd will even get to go home.
3: Hmm. I don't normally do this, Mrs. McGillicuddy, but could I say a little prayer for you? Sure, if you think it would help. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just lift Mrs. McGillicuddy up to you. I pray that you will just help her to find all of her lost things and that you will bring her peace in this very stressful situation. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Thanks. I don't feel any different. Oh,
3: I believe you'll feel very different very soon. Just have faith.
0: Oh my, is this a true Oh, uh, uh, attention to passengers of a flight a number GA522 flying to Toronto. As you know, that the flight was delayed because of a storm, a very, very big storm. How big was it? It was so big. But now, but now, that storm has a change of direction, and we're going to fly. So we will commence boarding in approximately five minutes. Please bring your boarding pass and your passport to gate numero uno. This message comes to you from Air Jordano, where it's always wings up.
3: This is amazing. We get to go home. Come on, I'll help you gather up all
2: your stuff. Yeah, you go ahead. I'm going to have to find a way to get a new passport. They're never going to let me board the plane without it. But it was nice meeting you. It was nice meeting you too, Mrs.
3: McGillicuddy. Um, Do you mind if I move some of your stuff so that I can get a magazine. There's a really great recipe in here for candied yams. I yeah. want to see if the hotel can make that for my family over the holidays. Sure. Mrs. McGil- Mrs. McGillicuddy, is this your passport? <gasps> oh, it is. I get to go home, come on, we both get to go home. This is amazing i'll let you I'll help you with your stuff.
2: you know you go ahead i'm I'm just gonna make a call. Hi, yeah, no, I heard. no, I found it we're. We're boarding right now. And, and you know what? Tell, our, tell the caterer not to worry about it. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll have plenty of help. And I found a recipe for candy yams I'd like to try. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to seeing you, too. Actually, I can't, I can't wait. Oh, um, and Can you set the table for 34? Thanks. Bye.
3: Come on, let's get your stuff together, shall we?
0: Hey, uh, wings up. Now boarding Air Giordano flight number G-522. We two. gonna fly to Toronto. Please have your boarding pass and your passport at the gate numero uno. Wings up.
2: Thanks. Sure got a lot of stuff.
0: Pass, please.
2: Joy, you know, I, I was thinking, um, do you want to maybe have Christmas with us?
0: Uh, there'll be lots of
2: food. There's plenty of room. Really? That would be so amazing. Thank
3: you so much for the invite. Of course. There
0: we go. Uh, yes. Or, oh, uh, uh, hi, uh, Mrs. McGillacati again. I do want to let you know that uh, I put uh, your loss baggage claim form in uh, the system, and uh, I want to personally assure you that we at Air Giordano, we're going to do absolutely everything we can to find your loss bag. Uh,
2: yeah, thank- I, know, I know you will. Thank you. I, you know what? If you find it, you find it. If you don't, you don't. Really, it's, it's just stuff.
0: Okay then, well I do want to thank you ladies. It's a time to go, so I cannot wait to get this plane in the air. <laughs> That's right, I'm the pilot too. <laughs> Welcome aboard Air Giordano, where it's always wings yeah. up.
1: As we close today, can you put up that last, uh, that last screen? Uh, four words, four words that you see on the screen. Every time I point to that, I want you to say those words. Okay, are you ready? Here's a practice. Blah, 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 blah. Try to do it together. Don't rush ahead of the crowd, Gary. Hey. Hey? Hey? So when it seems that all hope is gone, when you're facing trials, remember God is still with you, so you may be hurt you may be broken, you may be perplexed, but if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, your joy is going to sustain you. You may be persecuted, lied to, lied about, but when your happiness is taken away, joy will hold you when weeping and pain and difficulty comes into your life. Joy changes depressed to delivered. It changes hopelessness to hope. It changes perplexed to praise. Joy changes giving up to looking up and in spite of it all, we can still say. <laughs> One last verse, Psalm 30 verse 4 says this. Put that up for me, Psalm 30 verse Four and five. For his, uh, sing to the Lord, all you godly ones, praise His holy name. For His anger lasts only a moment, but His favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night. Come on. But joy comes. But joy comes in the morning. I want you to know today that morning is coming. Your morning is coming. The great morning is coming, but your personal morning is still to come. Joy is in your future, child of God. It is who you are. It is a part of your nature. You have taken on that. He has planted that deep in you. You have it. God desires this fruit to be a part of our lives now on earth. So we serve a God who will never fail, who never deceives, and who never disappoints. And because of all that, we can say, I still have joy. He said, I bring you good news of great joy, for today in the city of David, the Savior has been born. And his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And his name is Jesus. Band, come on back. Just bow your heads with me just for a moment as we close today. Thank you, Father, so much. Thank you so much for your amazing joy and for the amazing source of strength that it can be in our lives when we walk through deep trials. Father, some are here today that are walking through something deep something hard. Christmas sometimes, Lord, brings out the best of us, but it also can bring out the worst pain in others. We feel our sense of loss sometimes at this time of season greater than we do at other times. When memories flood our mind of loved ones that are not with us, of pain and things that have happened in our lives as we reminisce and think back, but we ask you, Lord, this morning to set us aright, to set us straight, that we're going to keep going. We might be, Lord, perplexed, but we are not abandoned. We might be persecuted, but we are not alone. We might get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. So I'm asking, Lord, today, in the name of the only name that counts, Jesus. Give somebody joy today, Lord. Give somebody a lightning of the load. Give somebody hope today that they would know that God is good and he can be trusted even through the dark valleys. So I'm asking you, Lord, for breakthrough. I'm asking you, Lord, for joy to come in the morning. I'm asking you, Lord, to do something great that we would have your yoke on us Because your burden is light and easy. We want that one instead of the burden that we're carrying. We want our joy to come back. We want our strength to come back. We want our depression to leave. We want our anxiety to be gone. And we want peace and contentment. We want to celebrate Christmas the right way. Not fixated but fixated on the giver of the greatest gift of all. That's you. Thank you today. We celebrate Jesus. It is your time and your day. And we celebrate you today and ask you to pour out your blessing, your peace, your strength, your power, your grace, your joy into our lives today. Thank you, Jesus. God's people said amen. Amen. As we close today. This has been the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. For more information about Stouffville Pentecostal Church, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. As always, you can subscribe to our podcasts on your favorite podcatcher, including Spotify, Google Play, and the Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening and we hope you
0: have a great week. God bless.